If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. My name is Benson Factor, and I'll be the host of your show today. We've got a brand new episode of Bucket Booth. I'm happy to be with you here on this fine Saturday morning. We've got a lot to talk about. But first, if you're looking to buy tickets, uh, you know, going down to spring training, you want to buy home opener tickets against the Cardinals on April 1st, Head over to Stubyard, punch in promo code BPN10. It's BPN10 on Stubyard. Get 10% off all tickets on all events. You got to go there. Our partner, Stubyard, BPN10. Get 10% off all tickets. It's a great deal, and I highly suggest you head over there and do that. But I want to take a minute just to break down the week that was Pirates baseball, uh, the transactions that were made. So on uh, Monday, a big deal. Pirates signed free agent left-handed pitcher Francisco Liriano to a minor league contract and invited him to spring training. And on Wednesday, they signed free agent second baseman Nick Franklin to a minor league contract and invited him to spring training. To start off the show, I want to talk about a guy that they also signed on Wednesday. On Wednesday, the Pittsburgh Pirates signed a veteran right-handed pitcher to a minor league contract and what could prove to be a worthwhile gamble. The Pittsburgh Pirates made a pair of minor league signings on Wednesday afternoon. One of the two players signed was a veteran pitcher, Tom Kohler. Kohler slated to miss most, potentially all, of the 2019 season. Signing him was a worthwhile gamble. The 32-year-old Kohler has not pitched at the MLB level since 2017 after spending the first five of his career with the Miami Marlins. He split the 2017 season between the Marlins and Toronto Blue Jays. It was with the Blue Jays that Kohler began to transition to a bullpen role. Prior to the start of the 2018 season, the Los Angeles Dodgers signed Kohler with the intention of him pitching full-time out of the L.A. bullpen. However, Kohler would never take the mound for the Dodgers. After battling injuries, he had season-ending shoulder surgery in July that will go on to potentially cost him all of the 2019 season. After being moved to the Blue Jay bullpen in August of 2017, Kohler went on to pitch 12 innings in relief for the Jays. He posted a 3.00 ERA, a 3.16, a 5.9% walk rate, and a strikeout rate of 21.2%. In his career as a reliever, Kohler owns a 3.38 ERA, 3.22 FIP, 7.9% walk rate, and a 24.3% strikeout rate as a reliever in 34 and two-thirds relief innings pitched. With these results, it's easy to see why the Dodgers liked Kohler as a reliever. Unfortunately for Kohler and the Dodgers, him pitching as a full-time reliever was never given an opportunity due to the aforementioned shoulder issues. In his career, Kohler owns a 4.44 ERA and a 4.55 FIP as a starting pitcher and 749 and two-thirds innings pitched 
In 133 career starts, he owns a 9.6% walk rate and a 17.7% strikeout rate. Opposing there's a slash for just a 257 average, a 338 OBP, and a 420 slugging off him in career as a starter, as opposed to a 217 average, 279 OBP, 364 slugging when pitching out of a relief role. Also, his ground ball rate rises from 43.8% as a starter to 45.1% as a reliever. Culver's deal with the Pirates is a minor league contract. This contract is set to pay him $850,000 in 2019, with another $250,000 in incentives being available if he reaches the majors at any point. His contract also includes a club option worth $1.25 million for the 2020 season, with an additional $1.25 million in incentives if he is able to return to full health. If Kohler can get healthy this calendar year, the Pirates could have an intriguing bullpen arm waiting in the wings for the 2020 season. This makes Kohler, the Kohler signing, a worthwhile gamble for the Pirates to take. I was very pleased with this move for the Pirates this past Wednesday. You know, we had the Lariano sign and we had the Nick Franklin sign, which we'll get to in a minute here. But the Tom Kohler sign is what I want to focus on here. This move in, is late 2019, he could potentially make it to Pittsburgh, but more of a 2020 type move. So if we look at uh, the construction of the roster in 2020, if we're looking that far ahead, let's just take a look at the rotation and the bullpen. Okay, so, so the rotation in 2020, if I had to guess, it's going to look a lot like the rotation we have now. It's going to be Tyon at the one. Two, it's going to be Archer. Three, you have Williams. And the four, you've got Musgrove. And if I had to guess right now, I'd say the five, just because it's pure speculation, I'd say the five would be Mitch Keller. You could obviously go up there, but I believe Keller will be in that rotation. But you have to remember that Chad Cool will be coming off with Tommy John surgery. And but before, his, before his injury last season, uh, Chad Cool has seemed to turn a corner, and he's one of the better starters in the Pittsburgh Pirates rotation. So – there could be room for him in that rotation, just depending on how Keller does. But you have to believe that Cool is going to be in the bullpen or in the rotation in 2020. But you also have to remember that Edgar Santana is back in 2020. So if we take a look at the, the bullpen construction, you obviously have, have Vasquez in the back end. And you've got Kella, Crick. You, th you throw Santana right back in there. You also have Rodriguez, and then it, it, it's it, slim pickings after that point because you have the rotation. You have Vasquez, Keller, Crick, Santana, Rodriguez when they're all back. You'd have to probably throw Cool into that bullpen slot, right? So at that point, you have six guys in your bullpen, and if you know anything about Major League roster, right, you have your eight position players. Five on the bench, that's 13. You're five in the rotation, that's 18. So you have a seven-man bullpen. So if you look at Vasquez, Kella, Crick, Santana, Rodriguez, and Cool, there's only room for one more bullpen spot. Could that be taken by Tom Cole? And that's the question. Who would be competing for that final bullpen spot in reality? It would probably be Michael Feliz would probably be in competition for that. Nick Birdie. 
Stephen Brault, Nick Cam, and then Tom Kohler. Jordan Jordan Lyles would be gone by that point. But you'd still have Nick Cam and Stephen Brault, and then Tom Kohler would be in competition for that seventh bullpen spot. Now, of course, the Pirates could go to the four-man bench, open up two more bullpen spots, but it's there's it's hard to find Tom Kohler's spot. And that's where September comes into play. If Tom Kohler can make it to Pittsburgh, make it back to the majors by September, you could you could feel comfortable DFAing maybe somebody such as a Jesus Lorenzo. You throw Tom Kohler in there to see what he can do in September. He can make a push for a 2020 bullpen spot. And you, and you never know. He could maybe make it in the rotation, but at this point in his career, Tom Kohler would be looking to be a bullpen guy. And it's a this is why the sign was so good. It's a worthwhile gamble because you're having discussions if Tom Kohler can crack the bullpen in 2020, crack the roster in 2019, September. It's a good discussion to have on a minor league contract and on a contract that he'd only be making $1.25 million in 2020, and it's a club option. So the Pirates don't have to keep him in 2020 if they do not wish to do so. It's a classic low-risk High reward move by the Pirates is only going to help them moving forward. I have no complaints about this move, and it, it it's a classic. You know, no, nothing bad can go wrong by signing Tom Kohler. The worst possible thing that can happen by signing the 32-year-old right-handed reliever is that he never makes it to Pittsburgh, never makes it to the show. And that's fine. And you're only paying the guy $850,000. A Pirates payroll currently sits at $68 million, one of the lowest in the National League. It's not like it's a big deal to add a guy like Tom Kohler to the roster on a minor league deal. I definitely do want to see him in Pittsburgh in September, see what he can do. And obviously the goal in September is to be competing. And if Tom Kohler can come up and help this team, you know, make that playoff push in September – it's a worthwhile gamble. Nothing can go wrong in this situation. And I'm very pleased by Huntington's decision to go out there and sign Tom Cole to that minor league deal with a club option. Uh, let's talk a little about uh, Nick Franklin, the Nick Franklin sign I want to get to. Right? So the Pittsburgh guys have been very quiet this offseason in terms of signings. However, Wednesday, they handed out a couple minor league deals. One thing that every Major League Baseball team does is add players and minor league deals to the Pittsburgh Pirates. It is an important part of how they operate. The team hopes they can catch lightning in a bottle and find a productive Major League player on a cheap minor league deal. While the team has handed out a couple minor league deals Wednesday. First team assigned early Wednesday afternoon. The announcement came via the Pittsburgh Pirates Twitter page that the team had come to a minor league agreement with former notable prospect Nick Franklin. Franklin is most famous for being uh, one of the headliners in the 2014 David Price trade, a three-way trade that sent Franklin from Seattle to Tampa Bay along with others. Franklin, a utility infielder, has not done much at the major league level. He has a career 214 average, 285 OBP, 359 slugging hitter, who has struck out uh, 26% of the time while only walking 8% of his plate appearances. Since the much better hitter in the minors, having a career minor league line of a 283 average, 360 ABP, 452 slugging. Franklin will likely be a AAA Indianapolis and serve as depth in case of injury for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He will likely be the Max Moroff of this season. 
Desert Pirates also agreed to a deal with a right-handed starter. However, this veteran ready is also coming on a minor league deal. According to Rob Beertemp for the Athletics, Tom Kohler will be signed with the Bucks. The downside to Kohler signing is that he is recovering from shoulder surgery that he had last July. According to Adam Barry of MLB.com, Kohler will be reporting to minor league camp as he still has a good amount of time for rehab. Kohler spent many years with the Marlins before signing a one-year deal with the Dodgers last offseason. He has a career 4.39 ERA with 604 strikeouts and 784 and a third innings pitched. He has produced a solid 44% ground ball rate, which could be a point of interest for the Bucs. The team has done a good job of taking average ground ball pitchers and turning them into very good ones, both on minor league signings, so they are purely for depth this season. Still, it is interesting to see them adding veterans on minor league deals, which should give them a little more confidence in their depth at the major league level. Let's address the Nick Franklin situation first because we talked about Tom Kohler at length already. Nick Franklin, again, is one of those low-risk, high-reward guys. There's nothing that can go wrong with Nick Franklin. The Pirates always do this minor league deal, and every major league team does it. But for the Pirates, it's extremely important because they're a small market baseball team that needs to catch lightning in a bottle on one of these guys a year. For example, last season, 2018 with Richard Rodriguez. Signed on a minor league deal, he pitched for the Baltimore Orioles in 2017, I believe a 14-plus ERA. He had fantastic minor league numbers, but just couldn't do anything in the majors. He comes to Pittsburgh, race here, turns them around, is called up, I want to say mid-April, with the Kyle Crick call-up, and that bullpen turns into dynamite afterwards. Could Nick Franklin be one of those type of guys? Now, Nick Franklin is older than uh, Richard Rodriguez was. Uh, Nick Franklin has had time in the majors and really hasn't had much success. But at the end of the day, these minor league signings aren't for major league success. These are for depth signings. If, God forbid, you know, Kevin Newman goes down, Eric Gonzalez goes down, and you have to go to a Nick Franklin. In the worst-case scenario that, uh, you know, Kevin Newman and Eric Gonzalez are hurt, you could slide Adam Frazier to the shortstop position. He's played there before. But the, and probably throw in Kevin Kramer at second base at that point. But at the end of the day, you know, Nick Franklin, I feel his ceiling for him is making it to Pittsburgh because of injuries off the bench. Because the Pirates middle into that's the one place they have so much minor league depth in. You know, Frazier can play second short. by the outfield. Kramer can play uh, second base, third base. I believe Pablo Reyes can play a little bit of shortstop as well. Obviously, he'll play second and third. And then you have Newman and Gonzalez, right? So, Nick Franklin is just another guy in that equation. And also, Cole Tucker will mostly be starting the season in AAA. And you'd have to assume Cole Tucker would be the Indianapolis Indians opening day shortstop. Cole Tucker is going to be getting ready for a major league call-up at some point this season, in my opinion. If Newman and Gonzalez struggle mightily, at that point is when you have to push Cole Tucker. If Newman and Gonzalez are adequate and they do a Jordy Mercer-esque job, then you can give Cole Tucker a full year in AAA. As we saw with the Austin Meadows situation in 2018, Marte goes down, you have to bring Meadows up. Newman and Gonzalez go down, you have to bring Tucker up. It's a situation that we have to address. Now, 
Nick Franklin is a former top prospect, and the Pirates love signing these former top prospects. You know, Nick Franklin was the guy in the David Price trade. He was sent from Seattle. It was a three-way deal, but he came from Seattle to Tampa, headlining the David Price trade. I mean, obviously, it was a big deal. The Rays don't just trade David Price for nobody. So, if he does come up, he could maybe provide a veteran spark. We're not expecting much from him. We're really not expecting anything from him. And I used this comparison a little bit earlier, but he is the Max Moroff, Max Moroff in 2018. That's Nick Franklin in 2019. He'll probably get a call-up at some point because injuries are inevitable. If there are no injuries, he won't be called up. But when there are, Nick Franklin's the guy to go to. Obviously, the fire chain, Max Morrow and Jordan Lupler to the Indians in exchange for Eric Gonzalez, Tanaj Thomas, and Dante Mendoza. You don't have Max Morrow anymore. But it's not like we lost much in Max Morrow because you can go out and get a veteran a little bit more proven than Morrow, less potential, but more proven, throw him in a step. And it's nice to see the fire chain at least doing something. It's nice that we're talking about actual signings this Saturday rather than pure speculation. That's what I enjoy. You know, the Pirates offseason has been slow, and it's a generic Pirates offseason. All Pirates offseasons tend to be slow. Last, we were the stars trading Kutch and Cole. And really, we worked out better for those trades. But this has been a typical Pirates offseason. And at the end of the day, it's been, you know, content has been uh, tough for us to come up with, but it's finally happening you know we are two weeks away today from the first game and uh next week we have a very special episode for you but these signings make me make me smile because like you know when i get that notification on my phone i'm like wow the pirates actually made a move i can actually talk about a real move on bucket booth instead of you know the free agent targets and uh other things that we talk about on bucket booth here saturdays in the offseason and believe me i am Looking forward to spring training like no other. I can't wait until we get back to the weekly MVPs, Cy Youngs. We get to do all that and break down actual baseball. Two weeks from today, we'll be getting ready for the Pirates, the head. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be up to Clearwater because we'll be down in Bradenton at that point. We'll be breaking down. Hopefully, a lineup will be out. We'll get to go over all that. See you starting. It's going to be exciting. You know? And Baseball is coming fast, very fast, and it's nice to see the, the Pirates are making these moves. And it, I, I, I am excited. You know, spring training is a time to see these veteran-type guys. You know, like last spring training, Todd Cunningham was an example. You know, he never cracked the bigs. But, you know, a name like that that you get to see play baseball. Like, you never see these guys before, but then when they come on a minor league deal and you get to see them play, it's exciting. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Franklin probably gets a start on – uh, two weeks from today. Uh, I mean, n- nobody big. I mean, it'll be an interesting, interesting practice to, you know, predict the February 23rd starting lineup uh, and the starting pitcher. Like last uh, February, I believe it was the 23rd too when they played the Rays. You had uh, Tyler Epler versus Vidal Nuno. It wasn't that an exciting battle. So that will all be coming up. But it, again, I just want to reiterate how nice it is that the Pirates are actually making moves um, this week with the signings of Nick Franklin and Tom Cole, and they came within hours of each other. Like, Neil Huntington was like, we got to sign some guys. Go, go, go. He didn't uh, 
he didn't limit. He did it in a short time span, and it's it's nice to see. I want to talk a little bit about the big news in baseball this week. It's really shocked the world. And you know, the other podcast never kept talking, but it's equally as important that I get my take on it and get your opinion too. So if you want to call in the numbers eight four five two seven seven nine three four five. The Pittsburgh Pirates are less than two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. However, there could be a major change coming. The Pittsburgh Pirates' most glaring hole is at shortstop. That is well known at this point in the offseason. It is a position that the team has had all offseason to fill, but they have not really seemed eager to do so. Part of this is because there are not any easy ways to fill the position. Class outside of Machado was very mediocre, and are not exactly a bunch of teams looking to trade their premium shortstop. However, it is sounding like there could potentially be another hole in the lineup that needs to be filled. The designated hitter has always been an issue for the Pittsburgh Pirates when traveling to American League State. Not just a Pittsburgh Pirates issue, but a National League issue. National League teams do not think about the designated hitter when constructing their team. They usually fill the spot with a hot hitter in the minors or a bench player. This could be taken for national teams as soon as this season, according to multiple reports. The reports originally came from Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, who suggests that there are multiple rule changes suggested by both the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball. The biggest potential change was proposed by the Players Association. According to Rosenthal, the MLBPA suggested a universal designated hitter for the 2019 season. Rosenthal goes on to explain what the MLBPA has been pushing for, a universal designated hitter for years now. A designated hitter in place for both the American League and National League. This would be a big change with less than two months before the start of the season. This was one of many proposed rule changes that came from both sides on ways to improve the game. The main reason would be to create a better pace of play. The league believes that the average fan gets bored when watching a full baseball game. So they want to find a way to cut out some of the extended breaks that happen throughout the game. One being all the pitching changes and double switches. Also, it would give opportunities to veteran players who in their older age might be a liability in the field, thus cautioning them a position on a team. Although it is considered strategic and part of the game, it does slow down the game with teams figuring out what is the best move. The other obvious change will be that adding a DH should help boost offensive output in the National League. The league believes that average fans want to see more action and more runs scored. As they always say, defense and team wins championships, offense sells seats. How would this affect the Pittsburgh Pirates? Well, the team would have to figure out who their designated hitter would be for the 2019 season. Luckily, the Pittsburgh Pirates might be in a pretty good spot. There are several options that could fill into the designated hitter spot. The first person that comes to mind is Gregory Polanco. The Bucks signed Lonnie Chisnall to fill in for Polanco until he comes back from a torn labrum. He could potentially come back a few weeks earlier if it was just in a hitting role. Also, Chisnall rates as an above-average defender, while Polanco does not. While it would be hard to take Polanco's arm out of the field, a DH spot could allow the Bucs to rest him more and keep him healthier. 
On a similar situation could be Francisco Cervelli. The backstop has had a lot of concussion issues behind the ditch, but he consistently is one of the best players out there on both. The team could bring in another catcher and allow Cervelli to become a full-time designated hitter. Meanwhile, it would give Elias Diaz the opportunity to take one of take over as the team's everyday catcher, something he earned last year. The last person that could make sense as an everyday DH for the Pittsburgh Pirates could be Colin Moran. The biggest issue that Moran has is his lack of range at third base. He had the ball decently in his rookie season and showed power potential in the minors. Taking him out of the field and allowing him to focus on his hitting could prove to be a good move for both him and the team. Meanwhile, this would allow Jung Ho Gong to get everyday reps at third base and in the lineup. Of course, this is all speculative speculative. The league would have to approve a change. With the season less than two months away, it does not seem likely that they would make such a big change for the 2019 season. In a way, it would not be fair to national teams, as many of them may have operated a lot different this offseason. However, could this instead be implemented as soon as 2020? It seems likely that the designated hitter will be entering both leagues sooner rather than later. And I know that makes uh, our guys like Greg Brown just, oh, he hates it. I'll give my opinion on it. It, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Oh, my bad if you heard that little echo. It would not be the worst thing in the world to have a universal DH. And whatever the MLB and the MLBPA comes up with, either in 2020 or in 2021 with the new CBA, I'll be on board with. It doesn't make that much of a difference either way to me. And really, the Pirates are actually positioned better than any other national team, in my opinion, to be ready to take on the DH. We have three realistic options to throw in there. Chisinau or Polanco, Cervelo or Diaz, and Gong or Moran. Now, if I had to choose one out of those three options, I'd choose Polanco, um, Polanco, Cervelli, and Moran. Chisnall is a above-average defender, and while it would hurt to take Polanco's arm out of right field, Polanco's not the best at tracking baseballs out there. Chisnall's pretty good. And Cervelli, with those concussion issues, he gets on base, though, so you want to have him in the lineup. And, you know, Moran, his range issues, maybe he could focus on his power a little bit more. But we are in a pretty good position if they do decide to do this in 2019. And if I had to make a prediction, that's, that's just not going to happen. I mean, John Hammond's reported it's not going to happen. We'll see what rule changes do, do come out. But the, the biggest of the, all the proposed is the universal DH. I mean, it's a big deal for baseball. Will, will they implement it? And I'll not be surprised if it's implemented in 2020, but if I had to guess, I'd say 2021 with the new CBA. And just on the note of the new CBA in 2021, Jameson Tynan uh, at Pirates Fest, he actually predicted a labor dispute in 2021. With though, the current offseason is going with superstars such as Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, aces like Dallas Keuchel, super utility guys like Marwin Gonzalez still not signed, premier talent in this league still not signed, and if next offseason when some studs come onto the market, if it's as slow as it has been this offseason, two weeks out of spring training, first game, and Harper and Machado are still not signed, if it's as slow, there's going to be a labor dispute in 2021. You can 
almost guarantee that. It's a shame that's taking this long to sign. You look at the NBA. Kevin Durant, Paul George, you know, they, especially Paul George, he announced his signing on the very first day of free agency. I don't think he get any of that. Paul George in the NBA is equivalent. I mean, you got to say like a man named Machado, Bryce Harper. I mean, LeBron announced his signing a few days in. That is definitely equivalent to Bryce Harper, man named Machado, if not greater, like a Mike Trout. These guys announced their signing on the first day within the first week. These sweepstakes have got to end. I mean, we're sick of it as baseball fans. Give us something to talk about. My final thoughts here on the Universal DH before we wrap up the show here. It's pulling on my heart, fans, because as a dire baseball fan, there is strategy that comes with the DH, you know, the double switches, uh, the pitchers, and all of that. It's it's exciting. But also, you have to look at the average baseball fan. And baseball is a business, and you have to care to them. We'll see. And it looks as if the DH is coming to baseball universally sooner rather than later. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our episode of Bucko Booth this morning. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in live archives, however you're doing it. I appreciate it. Please make sure to give me a follow on Instagram. I'm at Bucks Dugout. Jared's at Pirates.Strong. Also, we I designed a pretty cool t-shirt. Josh Bellatis, ring it. Check that out, baseballpodcastnet.com. Go to the shop and get that. And also a reminder, if, if you're trying to get some tickets, you're heading down to Bradenton or you're looking to go to that April 1st home opener, you don't want to pay an obscene amount. Get 10% off. $100, that's 10 off your ticket. If you're getting two, that's 20 BPN10, stubyard.com, get 10% off all tickets for all events. How can you beat that? Have a good uh, a good Saturday, everybody. It's it's cold in Pittsburgh again. We had a little warm-up here last week, but it, it's cold. Snow coming tomorrow. Stay warm. Stay safe. Let's go, Bucks, as always. And I will see you here, same time, same place, Saturday, 8 a.m. on February the what that be, 16th. A very special episode. Until then. Let's go, Bucks, and have a great week, everybody.